Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So... We created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How has your week been? It's been um, it's been a long week. I've been on call. I've had several things to do this week. Um, you know, it's been a little hectic because of call, and I've been juggling like a couple of different interviews. So you know, I did the interview for our radio. So y'all go listen to that interview if you didn't <laughs> listen already. Okay, um, and then I was also on a fellow Xavier Wright's podcast talking about maternal mor- morbidity yesterday. So, it, and then I had a baby shower, and then I had something else to do, and then my best friend's husband, his birthday was yesterday. So it's like boom, 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 and uh, they left early this morning after being here for two weeks for Hurricane Ida. Wow. It sounds like your week was busy as usual, but I would like to go back to a couple of things. One, you're in scrubs. I heard you say that you were on call. We had one week of you not being on call, but you said not as much this month. That's not true. I was only on call one week last month and I'm only on call. It's weird because I wasn't on call the whole week. It's strange. So we had the, the Labor Day weekend, right? And so we went back Tuesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, I was on call. Okay. Then Thursday and Friday, I was not on call. That's true. And then Saturday and Sunday, I was on. Yeah, because we do a week of call at a time. So I really don't know why this week was chopped and screwed. And it's not like, oh, you take three days and you take three days because there's a six day week. week. Right. But no, it was like two, two. I I don't like the whole choppy, breaky thing. So that annoyed me a little bit because I'm like, I mean, you could have just give me those two extra days, girl. And then I wouldn't have been on call, you know, next month as much. But I am on call two weeks out of the four next month. Lord Jesus. I feel like this. I feel like they are counting on the fact that you have a busy schedule because I feel like you're on call more than what you're supposed to be. But that's just me. Just saying. It really it averages to, to about once a month that I'm on call. But realistically, it probably should be somewhere around once every five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's somebody that got, well, one, we have a new partner that is not in the call pool yet, which is good. And then okay. there's one partner that was pull, pulled to somebody else's call pool. So that left us a little bit short. 
So that's why it pretty much averages out to about one week a month. And that should get back to normal once we're fully staffed and people aren't in and out with COVID and all this mm-hmm. stuff like that. Then everybody can be in their places, manning their own little huts and we will have less call. So there is a light at the end of this tunnel. Okay. Well, the other thing that I'd like to go back to is your interview on WHUR. So what did you interview yeah. about? Tell the people. So, so let me tell y'all. <laughs> so I interviewed about maternal morbidity and mortality amongst black and brown women, as well as uh, miscarriage. So, um, I'm, and I'm going to post this to the Facebook page so people can have the direct link into my website. But um, girl, it got heated. It, it got heated. The people wanted to come and argue with me. Okay, like, so y'all. Really, man? <laughs> so y'all, there was a young lady that tried to um make her uh what is it, her knowledge more expert than it really was. So the lady kind of made a comment that she was like, well, as an OBGYN, so you know, Nicole and good old Nicole fashion, as I was texting her, like, get him, girl. Like, so Nicole basically was like, Well, I'm also a maternal fetal medicine specialist. And so, of course, you know, the host says his name is Harold. Harold says, "Okay, wait a second. Explain to the audience what that is. So she was like, I'm double board certified. And that means that I went to school an extra three years so that I could be an expert in high risk pregnancies because that's what you said. I'm just saying it was classic. (laughs) I literally text my best friend Ann Ken and was like, did you all just hear that? Nicole Chapter?" Well, it wasn't that I checked her. I think that it's, you ch- you it annoys her you did it, check her. it just annoys me. Like I can have a very educated conversation with people that really want knowledge, right? Because if I'm having a conversation with you, I want knowledge from you. I want the insight perspective from you. It doesn't matter what your background is. Right. But when people say things as if it's factual, when it's really their their personal experience and they lack insight to know that that's just their personal experience, it's not everybody else's experience and they try to generalize it to the public, that annoys me. That annoys me when you say, oh, everything will go fine if you just do X, Y and Z. OK, I'm a high risk specialist and I'm here because everything may not go fine. Correct. <laughs> I am there for all that does not go fine. And so I had to let her know that, like, I wish everybody's pregnancies went fine, but everybody's doesn't go fine. Right. Didn't and she so suggest that, like, that women have babies at home because it would be all safer. women should have babies at home. Black and brown women, if you are lower risk, you should have babies at home. But she didn't really say like what low risk was. And I said, well, a birthing center would be appropriate because if you don't, if you have an emergency, there's no blood there. Well, we have all the proper equipment. Well, what is that? Like, you don't (laughs) even know what that is. So um, I don't know. I just, after a while, like after I really told her, like, this is the difference and this is my opinion and this is why, and this is my experience with this, which is caused or created my opinion. I mean, she was okay, but I mean, at the end of the day, she was trying to pub herself and, and pub her social media and stuff like that on air. Wow. So it was, it's an interesting, it, it, I like the radio station. I, I like his show because it does allow listeners to actually call in, which I wish we would do, Janine. Like, I wish there was a way for just listeners to just call in and be on the podcast and they can leave us a voice memo. Your scenarios. They can leave yeah, us a I mean, voice memo, but they can't actually call us because we pre-record. Yeah. I know. I can't wait till we like do something live when the outside opens back up right? (laughs) and we can actually interact and see people uh, in public in person and have a conversation. I think that that would be fantastic. But 
I can't wait. We're not there yet. We will be there, though. But your lips to God's ears, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) All right, Jenny, what did you do this week? Girl, so the week actually was super interesting. Like, you know how you pray for stuff and you're like, God, I don't know how you're going to get this situation fixed, but I needed to get fixed. Well, you know, then you start seeing signs that God is hearing you. Like, you know that God hears you, but then you see signs that God is hearing you and you're like, okay. So I'm in that like wait on him kind of phase right now, right? Like that's what this week, that's what this week has been, but it's been great. Like no problems, no issues at all. For real. My dad is going to take me out of here. Like he, at this point in life, I think he just does what he wants to do. He don't care. He's just like, he's like, I don't care how it affects you or anybody else. I'm going to do what I want. Now, if we could just get him to act right with this health, that would be helpful. But you know, look, if the diabetic wants to drink soda, what I'm supposed to do? Okay. What am I supposed to do? Buy him diet soda. That's what you do. Girl, please. I have tried that. I have tried the, Kenneth tried to give him Coke Zero. I mean, girl, he goes into the store, right? He'll buy us a diet soda and buy himself something that has some good old sugar in it. Okay. (laughs) I'm grateful for him, but Lord knows, Lord have mercy. I just wanted the, it's like having a child. It really is like having a child. It's like, I told, I know I just told you not to do that. I know I did. But your dad, you know, in his defense, your dad is older. So I feel like once you reach a certain age, like I know once I reach a certain age, I'm not dieting. I'm not dieting. I'm not trying to be... (laughs) you know, super clean. I'm going to eat all the stuff that I wanted to eat back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to have a day to pick out. I'm just saying, I'm just going to have a day a week to just pick out and and do whatever I want to eat. Like once you get to a certain age and I don't, your dad, I don't think is old enough to be of that certain age. Oh, he is. But he, this later this month, he'll be 81. He's of that certain age. Okay. Cause 80 would be the age that I would be like, (laughs) Give me the fried chicken. Okay. Oh, girl. I yeah. have, I am over the average life expectancy. Like, give me the fried chicken. I've done something right to increase my years. Like, do not give me the Diet Coke. Give me the regular yeah, Coke. He, and I'm he is there. He is there, girl. When he hit, when he hit, I feel like when he hit 75, he was there. And now he's Listen. like super there. Like, he's just like, hey. Like, when we started recording, all of a sudden we hear this billowing voice. It's him yelling at me. Now he knows that I record, right? He just needed me at that moment. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing. You just right at that moment. And it's fine. What's on your timeline this week? Okay, so I feel like, let's let's just be honest, COVID never really leaves our timeline, right? Nope. It doesn't. I feel like at this point we're a broken record. But honestly, as long as people are still dying of COVID, as long as COVID is still a major health issue, and as long as we're still saying that it's a pandemic and black and brown women keep on having issues with it, we're going to continue to talk about it. So here it is. I guess that was like a really long way of saying that COVID is on my timeline, right? So naturally, since uh, in-person school just recently started, the focus right now for the pandemic is all about the kids and the number of children who are either vaccinated or catching COVID or hospitalized with COVID you know, we were kind of waiting to see what was going to happen when school reopened, because this is really the first time that we've had in-person school basically across the country since the beginning of the pandemic. So the numbers are rolling in. And while they are alarming, we're not at all surprised. 
Not in the least. Not when we have lawmakers in Florida and Texas who are banning mask mandates and the courts are upholding it. I mean, just this week, Governor DeSantis, the, the courts ruled that Governor DeSantis' ban on masks in school was constitutional. Like, how does that even work? Like, you're banning the way that people can protect themselves. It's the strangest thing. But nonetheless, we're not surprised at the numbers, right? So I'm going to roll through them so that you can know exactly what the numbers are looking like, because these are the numbers that we were waiting on. And Nicole, you actually sent this to me from the American Academy of Pediatrics. During this pandemic, children have made up approximately 15% of all COVID cases in the United States. Since the beginning of the pandemic, over 5 million children have tested positive. The first week of school, which was either this past week or the week before that, depending on what state you live in, over 250,000 new cases of COVID were reported in children. So let's put this into perspective. Throughout the entire pandemic, 5 million children have contracted COVID. In one week, we added 250,000 new cases. That is the largest number of new pediatric cases in a single week since the beginning of the pandemic. So common sense, or at least my common sense, the way my little brain, who's I'm not a doctor or scientist or anything, but I like to think I'm, you know, reasonably intelligent, would think that hmm, this in-person school thing isn't working as well as we thought. Because if this is the first time that we've had in-person school and it's also the largest number of cases that we've had in a week, seems to be a direct correlation there. But that's just me. So as I said earlier, children prior to this past week made up about 15.1, you know, depending on who you look at, you know, what statistics you look at, percent of the cases in the United States, right? After this week, after resuming in-person school, children now represent almost 26% of new COVID cases. So fortunately, the number of children that are dying of COVID is still pretty low, only approximately 0.3% of children with COVID will actually die. We're not out of the woods. Like the kids are still, still need to be protected. The problem of this is, is that most children, meaning everyone from birth to 12 and 64% of the people, of the children who are eligible, so 12 and up, who are eligible are not vaccinated. So there are also states like Florida where the child COVID deaths doubled at the return to school. So we still need to really be concerned about the children. And we don't just need to be concerned about the children contracting COVID because that's not the only way that COVID is affecting these kids. The disease also causes them to lose parents, grandparents, sometimes both parents. They're, I don't want to say orphaned, but essentially that's what's happening. It's really changing their lives forever. So whether it's actually affecting them because they contracted the disease or it's affecting them because they're losing their family members, we have to be safe. Here's the thing, whatever it is, right, whether it's you staying home, social distancing and wearing a mask or you choosing to take the vaccine, let's just do it for the kids. Let's do it for the kids. I literally read a story just yesterday, Nicole, about parents They had seven children and they both contracted COVID and they died within hours of each other, leaving all seven children without parents. That's sad. That's super sad. And, you know, unfortunately, the numbers are just going to continue to go up. Um, Those mortality rates are very low, but people have to realize like school just started less than a month ago. So there are some people that got COVID at the beginning of the school year that still are in the hospital with COVID. Absolutely. So, um, so, and, and we also have to remember 
just because you don't die from COVID doesn't mean that it doesn't cause long-term effects. We don't know what this does to people's lungs long-term. We don't know what it does to the vasculature long-term. We don't know what it does to um, the kidneys and the reproductive organs. We don't know what it will do long-term, but we know that it causes severe inflammatory response. So these little kids are getting rashes from head to toe. They're getting cardiomyopathy or poor heart function. They're getting pneumonia and scarring in their lungs. Some of them may require oxygen long-term. Some of them may have G-tubes. So it's a lot going on. So just because somebody survives it doesn't mean they're not going to be walking around with oxygen for the rest of their lives. And who wants their child who was once destined to be a football player to now require oxygen? Like, we got to be smart about this. We we have got to think. And my fear is that this is going to become the norm. Like, oh, so what? I mean, somebody's going to get COVID. You're not going to die from it. Like, life goes on. Let's move on. And there's going to be more and more public events, more and more super spreader events. And people are going to continue to contract COVID and be okay with it. And I am petrified of that. Petrified. You and me both, Nicole, and I hate how political this has become because it's almost like the politics of it all and people's staunch political beliefs, I should say, their staunch political beliefs are causing them to throw all logic away, right? There's no logic to this anymore. It's like if if you are a Democrat, you believe in the vaccine and you want to get vaccinated. If you're a Republican, then you are maybe quietly believing in the vaccine, but most from what we are hearing in the mainstream media, they're not believing the vaccine, not believing in getting masks, not or wearing masks. They're not believing in all of the precautions that the CDC has set forth for us. This is the strangest thing to me. Girl, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that say they believe in vaccines and wear masks, but they don't do it. Like I know a lot of people that are definitely Democrat that are not vaccinated. So I don't know what it is. And maybe it's because I see people that are pregnant and they are afraid to get vaccinated because they are pregnant, Um, which I get the hesitancy in pregnancy. But realistically, you don't want to die with COVID because if you're not there to raise your child, then like somebody else is raising your child. Absolutely. So and you're already your immune system's already depressed, depressed because of the pregnancy. So if you get COVID, you can get super duper sick in pregnancy. So all pregnant women should be vaccinated. That's my little two cents about it. But I'm seeing like just half of the patients that come in aren't vaccinated. Yeah. More than half, actually. It's crazy. Yeah. The, when I was looking at the numbers, first of all, we did get a letter that was about a lady. I, did, I chose not to, to pick the letter because handle pregnancy. And I figured you didn't want to talk about pregnancy twice. But we did get a letter from a lady who she had two children and her two kids, you know, weren't vaccinated just because they weren't old enough. Her husband was vaccinated because of his job and she's pregnant do any day but refuse to get vaccinated. It's frustrating to me because the information that people are choosing to hold on to is the information from the internet, like the like Twitter and Facebook. If you are going to follow a Twitter to get information about a vaccine, let it be the Twitter of the CDC, please. Right. Let Thank it you. be the Twitter of ACOG, the American College of OBGYNs. Like, follow somebody that actually has some data. Right. Like oh, these girl. people who are trying to feed you CMOS, CMOS, it's good for you, but that's not going to stop you from catching COVID. No, neither so these, is ivermectin. It's not. And you all can keep on taking ivermectin if you want. You're going to, you are not a horse. Quit it. Right. 
neither is inhaled Himalayan salt. Like I'm just like the stuff that people do. That's a thing. Girl, the stuff that people do uh, to think they're protecting themselves against COVID, y'all wear a mask. It's cheap. Right. Wear a mask. And the thing was, you all, I don't want to say you all, because we would like to think that our listeners are smart and they're getting vaccinated and wearing a mask and all of that. But the thing that's weird to me is the first argument was, oh, it's not FDA approved. Okay. Now it is. So now what is the excuse? You don't know what's in it. Okay. There are things that we don't know what are in them. Most of the stuff that we put in our hair, on our face, the medication that the dermatologist gives us, do you know what's in that? Do you sit and read that piece of paper that's folded up into a corner and unfold that whole thing and read all of that information? I guarantee that you do not. And one of the things that I saw on the internet is, you know, all these people with tattoos that are complaining about how, oh, it's not FDA approved or you don't know what's in it. Tattoo ink is also not FDA approved and we don't know what's in tattoo ink. So continue. What is the excuse now is my question. What is the excuse? Why are we not getting vaccinated now? People just don't want to be told what to do, girl. But you have to realize, and and people also say, I don't do anything. I don't go. I don't go anywhere. I stay at home. And then I'm like, Oh, you have kids? Yeah, they go to school. Okay, um, all right. There we go. So that. your kid is exposed to like all 30 other kids in the classroom, and whomever they're exposed to, it only takes one contact That's to get it. everybody sick. That's it. That's all it takes is one. Yeah, Nicole, remember I text you. I mean, I feel like at this point I text you every week about this, but it's like, hey, got exposed, going to get a COVID test again because it's crazy. You don't know. And it's almost like, I mean, literally one interaction where you're within six feet of someone, mask or no mask, if you've been exposed, it is likely that you will catch COVID. And thank God, as I told, I think I've mentioned this before, but I was exposed to someone who has since passed away from COVID, right? They were not vaccinated. I was vaccinated. I did not. Not only did I not get sick from COVID, I didn't even catch COVID. That's my two cents about the vaccine and its efficacy. That's all I'm saying. My vaccine has held me up through several exposures to COVID. So let's talk through some scenarios from our listeners. Why let's, don't we? Let's do it. So the first letter says, Nicole and Janine, I'm not sure what to do. My cousin and his family had their homes flooded in New York due to Hurricane Ida. They've been in a hotel now for two weeks, but can't afford to stay there any longer. He asked if he, his wife, son and dog can come and stay with us while they're waiting for a check for coverage of damages so they can find a new place to live. Typically, I would be okay with it since we have two extra rooms. However, with the pandemic, I'm not sure what to do. My husband and I are both vaccinated, but our 13-year-old son isn't. My cousin is vaccinated, but his wife isn't because she works from home. We have a five-year-old that can't be vaccinated. I'm not sure how to be helpful and keep my family safe. Any advice is helpful. My first question is, have they been isolating while they're in this hotel? Are they out moving around? Like, what's going on? We don't know. We can't force them to get vaccinated. They're not going to be vaccinated and it work within the next two weeks. Right. So even if they took Johnson and Johnson, they don't have enough time to get the get it to working. Right. Is that correct? Correct. You are you. So Johnson and Johnson, you get 65 percent effectivity um, against COVID-19. And honestly, that was before the Delta variant. I haven't seen the, the data with the Delta variant specifically. OK, but uh, 65 percent. But it does help prevent severe disease. And, and that's af- after two weeks. Um, for the others, you have uh, 85% after one dose, basically, and then up to 94 and 95% with Moderna and Pfizer, respectively, two weeks after the second dose. So, no, it's not enough time for them to get vaccinated and be 
um, immune. Okay, so let's do what Nicole said before what happened when the people came to her house, right? So we are going to use Nicole, a.k.a. Dr. Plenty, as an example. She said, if somebody has COVID, there's going to be a COVID room, right? I don't know how much space you have in your house, but we're going to have to navigate this so that we are doing what is best for your family as well as helping out their family, right? So first, we're going to get everybody tested. We are going to, even if we have to pay for them to stay in a hotel room and isolate for an extra couple of days, we're going to get everyone tested so that we know the COVID status of every single person that's coming into this house, right? The people who are not vaccinated, not so much the five-year-old, but the wife, because she stays home. Then if she's going to continue to stay home, then we don't really need to worry about her, right? We hope we encourage that she get vaccinated while maybe she's staying at your house until they get their stuff situated. But in the meantime, if she doesn't have COVID, let her come over. If everyone comes to the house and they're negative, if they are not vaccinated, they need to be staying in the house. Not interacting with a bunch of people, not going out, not running out to get groceries, whatever it is. There are going to be a set of rules for those people who are not vaccinated. Also, if they don't want to do that, if you can afford it to help them to stay in the hotel for a little bit longer, then do that. But my suggestion would be section off your house. Make one quadrant of the house for the people who are not vaccinated, you know, so that they're not interacting with the people who are. And make another quadrant of the house for the vaccinated people. It sounds a little like you're segregating them, but that's what we need to do, right? We need to make sure that no one is about to get sick while we're trying to help the family because helping them and getting us sick is not really going to be effective either. So let's, let's do this in a safe manner. What do you think, Nicole? So I think that what you've laid out is a good option. It is a good option to be helpful, but realistically, you don't have to be helpful. Like it is up to them to find their own place to live and to be able to afford their own place. He's a grown man. He has a wife, a kid, and a dog, okay? So I would have some mandates. It wouldn't even be like a maybe this, then that, okay? Because they could be waiting on FEMA or insurance for a very long time if their house is destroyed. So the thing that bothers me is that everybody he's bringing with him can be vaccinated. The 13-year-old and the wife can be vaccinated. You're right. So what? So what I would do is say, Listen, I have a five-year-old that can't be vaccinated. I need you guys to get vaccinated and I need you to test before you come in my house. And as long as they're okay because they're unvaccinated, testing to come in your house, answering a questionnaire about who they've been around and how careful they've been. If they're negative, great. I will let them in the house, but I would say you have this week to go get vaccinated. Like real talk, you got this week. And that's because your son is 13 and I don't trust 13-year-olds because Uh, if he's going back to school... That means that he's going to be socializing, probably trying to kiss some little girl in the mouth. Mm. And then five days later, he's going to develop symptoms and then spread it to your five-year-old. So no, he can get vaccinated. And if you don't like it, like, oh, we're not comfortable vaccinating our son. I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable with you staying here because your son is not another five-year-old that you can tell what to do or control what they're doing. Mm -hmm. No, your son is 13. He's at the age that he's very social. He's going through puberty. He's going to be trying to date and do, yeah, uh uh-uh, no. If you don't want to get him vaccinated and if your wife doesn't want to get vaccinated, then we we got a problem because I'm not going to inconvenience myself and make myself paranoid because your son is back and forth to school and not vaccinated. So it's your house, your rules. Good point. (laughs) If they don't like it, they don't have to be there. 
So if you, and I know that in this letter, she doesn't say, oh, I want them to be vaccinated. I don't know what to say. I understand that she's like, what advice would you give me? My advice girl would be all of y'all that can get vaccinated are vaccinated. So all of them that can get vaccinated need to be vaccinated. The only person that don't need to be vaccinated is a dog, period. True. That, that's my two cents. Nicole is right. Your house, your rules. You have to, your job is to protect your family, especially your child first. All right, Janine, what's your scenario? Okay, this one is interesting, Nicole. This one okay, says, I'm ready. This one says, hello, ladies. Let me say I love the podcast, but I think it is a bit irresponsible of you all to push people to get the vaccine when you have no idea how it can affect them, especially how it can affect children. I live in Birmingham with my 12-year-old daughter, and neither of us are vaccinated. My daughter has already had covid She got it when she went back to school. The only reason I thought to even test her was because she lost her sense of smell. She had no other symptoms at all. It was more of an inconvenience because she couldn't go to school than anything. On the other hand, my 70-year-old mother, who is vaccinated, spent a week in the hospital. I know there are factors like my mother's pre-existing conditions and likely the fact that she had Johnson & Johnson, but I'm just saying... I still love you all, but maybe rather than suggesting people get the vaccine, maybe you suggest that they make a decision for themselves. My question to you is, I'm just curious, why do you two push the vaccine so much? Signed, Kwana. Kwana don't know us. Kwana has not been listening from season C. Kwana, go back and listen to season one. I mean, the whole reason we created the podcast was to basically vent to each other because of the pandemic okay and we were waiting and waiting and waiting for a vaccine to be developed it was finally developed and our cousins and them don't want to get vaccinated so why are we pushing the vaccine because we want to get back to normalcy that's why we're pushing the vaccine but Quana, irresponsible of us isn't it irresponsible of you to Basically brag that you and your daughter are not vaccinated and say that the only symptoms you had or your daughter had was loss of taste. Smell. You know that this vaccine. Not even taste, just smell. Smell. Right. Well, usually if you lose your sense of smell, you lose your sense of taste because you need smell to taste. Good point. Good point. Just saying. But but I'm I'm just saying, Kwana, like this disease affects different people different ways. Okay. And. We're not talking about uh, just for me being safe. It was just about me because I'm healthy and I would probably fight the virus and be fine. But I didn't get vaccinated for me. I got vaccinated for everybody else that could potentially get sick. Okay, so it's very selfish of you to say people need to make their own decisions. No, we need to make decisions for the greater good. Okay, we want to protect our families. We want to protect our neighbors. We want to protect our grandparents. We want to protect our coworkers. So it's not about us. Like we have this American, I mean, my mind mentality. Like if it doesn't affect me, then I don't really care. We got to get out of that. We have got to get out of that or else we're going to be looking around and ain't nobody there. Mm-hmm. Looking around and we're going to be in a real life handmaid's tale. Okay. Amen. Quana, shame on you. And we probably didn't lost the listener in Quana, but you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because I think it's very selfish of you to come on here and say, how dare you guys push the vaccine? Everybody need to make their own individual decision. Absolutely not. 
we have got to make decisions that affect our families and our family's long-term health. And you're right. Some people don't know what's in the vaccine, but I know what's in the vaccine. Okay. I've read what's in the vaccine. Okay. You can know what's in the vaccine. If you Google it, go to the CDC, look up what's in the vaccine. If you want to know what's in the vaccine, you can find out what's in the vaccine, but you know what? We don't know what COVID does. We don't know what that does. We know what it's done in the last two years and it hasn't looked good. So if we know what it done in the last two years, hadn't looked good. Why are we waiting to see what this thing is going to do in 10 years? Just saying, I'm on a rant. That's my two cents. But I think that we have got to get out of this selfish mentality of saying, I don't know what's in this, so I ain't going to take it. Well, go look up what's in it and then decide whether you're going to take it. And if you're not going to take it, wear a dang old mask. So people have, you have two choices. You got to wear a mask and be responsible or get the vaccine. And if you get the vaccine, you still need to wear a mask. So people got to stop being selfish, especially our people in Alabama. I can talk about you because my in-laws are from Alabama. So it's like talking to my family. So y'all got to get it together down there because these numbers in Texas and in Georgia and Alabama and Florida, they're just way too high. Okay, y'all going to take the rest of the United States out. It's just too high. And then we are going to be segregating. They're going to be like, all those people in the South, y'all stay down there. And if you are vaccinated, you can move up to the North. It's going to be like the difference between the Confederate, you know, the Confederacy and the Union. Right? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's We're going to have to do like. it. That is it does feel like. It does feel like Like, let's separate. Like, everybody that don't want to get vaccinated, y'all go to one state. Yeah, Texas is big enough. I was about okay? to say, Houston put them all very in Texas. Populous. Right. But Texas is big enough. We have the ground to probably hold everybody that's not vaccinated. Like y'all all all go and crowd into Texas. Okay. And then everybody, and we'll give y'all Florida too. We'll give you Florida. Okay. They can have Florida. We just have to go to somebody else's beaches. Okay. Yep. And then we can have the rest of the United States. Actually, let's give them Texas and New Mexico. Just, just move the people from New Mexico out. And then we can have the rest of the United States. But do we want Florida? I don't think we want Florida. We can give them Florida. But if Florida, but, but if they take DeSantis and all of them, unvaccinated and move them to New Mexico oh, good and leave all the vaccinated people that are in Florida in Florida. It'll, it'll be okay. If everybody's vaccinated, it'll be all right. Okay. Y'all can just annex yourselves mm-hmm. and just put yourself in a, in a bubble over there. Now all the doctors, we going to be over with the vaccinated people. Okay. <laughs> so, but y'all so can, good luck. But you all can have the nurses that don't want to get vaccinated. They right. can take care good of luck. Good luck. Good luck with that. Good luck. Okay. Look, Kwana. Kwana, you said that you loved us. And we would like to think that the reason why you love us is because we give you real, true, genuine advice. We're not going to sugarcoat our opinions at all. And Kwana, we love you back. But Kwana, we think that you are not utilizing the brains that God gave you right now. God gives us free will, right? And in that free will, he allows us to make some stupid decisions if we'd like to. But let's not, let's not do that. Look, Kwana. As Nicole said, she knows what's in the vaccine, right? As I just said earlier, I have been literally, so let's just use me as an example. I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination, but let me just tell you because you gave us your personal experience. I'm going to tell you my personal experience. I have literally been exposed to COVID so many times since outside opened back up, right? I am fully vaccinated And I would like to think that the reason why I have not contracted COVID, thank the Lord, aside from the Lord protecting me, it's because of that vaccine. Okay, so Kwana, I am glad that you acknowledge that the reason why your your mother probably spent some time in the hospital is because she had pre-existing conditions 
And also that she had Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I'm with you on that, right? Because my best friend, she had the Johnson and Johnson because that's what the good military done gave her. And she caught COVID. We've discussed that already. So I'm with you on that. So you're logical but neither there. One of them di- neither one of them died though. Nobody died. That's that is like the that. point. So Kwana, you understand the logic. There's some logic in here, in this letter. I had to extract it, but there is some logic in this letter, right? We just want you to carry that logic over to getting vaccinated. Carry that logic over to protecting your child. Because Kwana, let me tell you something. Your daughter has contracted COVID. She can contract COVID again. You, it's not a one and done kind of thing. And also, Kwana, you didn't mention that you had contracted COVID. So you can contract COVID. If your daughter has contracted COVID and she got it, you said when she went back to school, I'm assuming she's still going to school. So she's going to then be exposed to COVID more. And then even if she doesn't contract it, she can carry it and bring COVID back to you. And you don't know what's going to happen when you catch COVID. So let me tell you this. Like Nicole said, we don't know really long term what COVID does, right? You're a little skeptical because you're telling us that we're being irresponsible because we don't know what the vaccine does. Nicole and I have been vaccinated. Nicole's almost been vaccinated for a year, okay? We've been vaccinated. Nothing has happened to us. There are outlying cases. Yes, let's not pretend that on either side, there are breakthrough cases. There are cases that sometimes like, oh, someone gets vaccinated and something happens to them. Great, but what is happening to them is that, happening at the same rate and or at the same severity that it's happening when people actually catch the disease, it is not. So let's just use our common sense that God gave us and let's just get vaccinated. And if you choose not to get vaccinated, Kwana, you and your 12-year-old daughter need to stay in the house. Get everything delivered. You homeschooler. Stay in the house. In the house. Okay? That's it, Kwana. But we still love you. But we hope you get vaccinated, too. And we're not going to stop pushing the vaccine. And no, we are not getting paid to push the vaccine. We are pushing the vaccine because we care about our fellow human being, not even just American. We care about our fellow human being. If you'd like to travel, if we want to go back to normal, if we want to go see people and socialize without the fear of having to wear a mask. If we want to put makeup on again and be out here cute in our after five attire and not have to find a mask that goes with our evening attire, can we start getting vaccinated please girl and thank i'm so you. tired of them 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 glitter mask and those beat Hello. it up <laughs> i feel like sometimes i have like i i saw this satin one and i was like oh i'm gonna get that i said but I, it feels like i'm wearing lingerie on my face can we just get vaccinated so we can go outside and play please thanks Juana. thank you because we want to come to birmingham we like birmingham We do like Birmingham. We do like Birmingham. And we don't want to catch COVID in Birmingham. We don't want to have to put you all out like we putting out Florida. Come on now. Right. Cut Florida off the map. Let it float away. Float on. Float on. And Texas. But let me get out of here before we float that one on. Hey, man, we got to get you out of there. But we'd have to float away like Mexico and everything under it. So we can't just float Texas. That's what I'm saying. We can move everybody over there. Yes. That should be the quarantine for everybody who chooses not to get vaccinated. Yeah, I'm just saying. All right, Janine, what did you learn new this week? Okay, so this is positive. And I purposely didn't include in the story because I thought it was great news. Um, So according to Reuter, health officials believe that Pfizer could have a vaccine authorized for children aged 5 to 11 by the end of October. I'm just ready for them to have something authorized for two and up. That's all. (laughs) So my child can get vaccinated. I know. 
I know it's going to be slow to get there. It took it took some time for the flu vaccine to get to two year olds. So it's going to be slow. Well, that's true. But I did see that in other in some other countries, they are vaccinating anything birthing up. They're just waiting on the results. So yeah, they're studying. We're going to use their data. Yep. That's exactly Which what's people happening. Are like, Y'all don't have enough data. I'm like, we got U.S. data now. We got China data. We got Germany data. data. Got I was about to data. say. We are using so, the other countries for their data right. to then. So I'm going to see what they say. Right. And then Let's they see get, what they say. Isn't that how they get the emergency approval from the FDA? Yeah. From the data from, from the, the countries? From international data. Yeah. See, look, it's all working out. We'll, we'll, we're getting there. It's coming closer, coming closer. It's funny that we get the data from other countries and then we're like, whoop, we can go va- develop this uh, vaccine in mass produce and we are going to uh, vaccine all our people. Absolutely. Meanwhile, somebody else is somebody else's country is in dire need of the vaccine. And they sitting over here looking at us like, y'all so stingy. Y'all so selfish. As they should though, Nicole, because Mm -hmm. the amount of vaccines that we acquire compared to the amount of vaccines that we're actually administering, those numbers are also quite alarming. Yeah, we're being wasteful. Absolutely. Okay, what did you learn new this week? All right, Janine. So this isn't necessarily new for me, but I think it's a good reminder. So kids under two years old should not wear a mask. Okay. So that's your reminder for that. And even when you're outside, you should wear a mask unless you are six feet away from anyone who doesn't live at your home. And wearing a mask alone, even if you're not vaccinated, reduces the risk of catching COVID by 60%. So wear a mask if you don't want to get Just vaccinated. Just wear a mask if you don't want to get vaccinated. But Nicole, can you go into really quickly why two and under can't wear a mask? Because I don't think that people quite understand it's that. It's almost like SIDS, right? So sudden infant um, death syndrome. That's why you put babies back to sleep so they won't breathe in their own CO2. And that breathing in that CO2 can decrease respiratory drive, which can contribute to SIDS. Now, obviously, there are other etiologies of SIDS, but that is the, the ongoing theory at this point. But same thing with a mask. If you have a mask, I'm trying to cover my face. If you have a mask on a two-year-old that is not able to regulate and control their CO2, then that puts them at risk for some compromise. And so we don't want that to happen. So instead of just putting it to age one, they said, we're going to be careful and put it up to age two. Amen. One-year-old and a mask, they're not going to leave it on anyway. So for those who don't want to get vaccinated, remember the one and two-year-olds who can't wear masks and can't get vaccinated. Let's, let's try to keep the babies alive, okay? Right. My baby, my baby going to be here. Amen. Because y'all not coming around in my vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment today? I am. Erna Solberg, prime minister of Norway, said, no one is safe until everyone is safe. So we must all do our part for our neighbors and our children. We can and will make it through this. One vaccine and one mask at a time. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.